So Passover, it's usually seen as this season of, of ridding our homes from sin and leaven and, and getting ourselves clean to walk more at like Yeshua. But what if there is a deeper thing in, around this festival that many of us have overlooked where God wants to teach us more about our interaction with the culture around us, the world around us, and where it's not just stop abstaining from swearing or, or just stopping the sin, but it's, it's a lifestyle change where everything we do starts revolving more around his life not only in let's stop sinning but in let's stop live let's start living mm -hmm. as he lived and so in this video we want to share a little bit around that with you guys and and because it really it's it's the simplicity of walking as he walked but but changing our mind from not only being like okay what did Yeshua not do but what did he do and how did he live especially in relation to the world around him so exodus 12 verse 7 we have the verse and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts of their door frames and on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it so as god was commanding israel to sacrifice the lamb for passover in preparation and to put the blood on the lintel of their door posts mm. around their homes something stood out to us as we discussed this they are in the midst of pagan egypt and the animal they've sacrificed is revered in Egypt. In this act of obedience to the Father, they are setting themselves apart by saying, here we are, we're not hiding, we're out here, we're obvious, the door, the blood is on our door frames. And so they have to do this without fear, realizing that God's command is more important than anything else, that fear of the Lord more than the fear of man. Right, and exactly. And, and so to see the door, we know that Yeshua says, I am the way, the truth, and life. I am the door. I am the way to the Father. And so with that, we see that we have the blood that's from the Passover lamb that put on the door post of the Israelites' homes, obviously representing the blood of our Messiah put on, placed on our homes. But not only that, we then further read in Deuteronomy 11 that you shall teach them to your sons, talking about the instructions of, or Torah of the, of the Father. You shall teach them to your sons, talking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And he says, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house, on your gates. So not only is the blood of Messiah on the doorpost, which cleanses us from sin, which is the transgression of the law, but actually the law itself is written on, on our hearts, on our doorposts, etc. And, and as Christina was saying, there's a deeper meaning behind this. Because in the Egyptian culture, they were revering other they had many other gods of right. gods of the flies gods of the nile gods of everything else mm -hmm. and so now i mean god is basically telling them so this god this they were worshiping animals too so mm -hmm. take these animals and i want you to to slaughter these animals take their blood and put it on the doorpost mm -hmm. now you know we were talking about how you know that sounds okay whatever but if you think about it this way if you're to go to a, a nation like of hinduism or buddhism or or other pagan nations where mm -hmm. cows are worshipped or other gods are worshipped and you live there and now god comes to you and he's like oh so i want you to take those animals kill them which is a disgraceful act in the sight of pagans and take their blood and put it all over your home you know and it's it's kind of like a it's an offense to them mm -hmm. But yet, that's what God called them to do. 
And as they did this act of obedience, they were setting themselves apart literally through that obedience and because they feared the Lord more than they feared man and the Egyptians around them, even in this pagan land. And we can take this also for ourselves. What are we doing? As we listen to the word of the Lord above the words of those around us, will we fear him? Will we obey him? No matter what it costs, no matter what consequences there might, that we might see might happen will we have the fear of the lord more than the fear of man yeah see oftentimes we fought we look at father what father calls us to do you know what yeshua calls us to do jesus how we should walk and we're like whoa that's so hard but if we look at some biblical examples such as this one i mean that's like man that's like so radical and god was like if you don't do this if you don't if you're not obedient in this little way well in this way of putting the blood on your doorpost you're going to die. You're not going to make it. You can't follow him. You can't be his people. He can't be your mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. It's this one way street, this one way that is Yeshua that mm-hmm. we have to go through. And Yeshua and his ministry talked about the same thing where he, mm-hmm. he, he talked about how, you know, if you want to follow me, it's a hard mm-hmm. path. I don't even have a place to rest my head to mm-hmm. sleep. Are you sure you can follow me? Because it means that you're going to have to hate your mother, brother, mm-hmm. sister, everyone, your family. You're going to have to leave them behind. And see, many times in our lives, when especially when we become new believers, we're faced with that where oh, not everyone believes the same mm-hmm. way we do or believes what we do in any way mm-hmm. maybe. And then we're faced with this decision. Are we going to go and be like compromising and say, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to halfway try to follow God mm-hmm. or maybe not follow him. You know, but God says, no, Yeshua says himself, no, no, no. It's about laying yourself down completely, hating your mother, brother, sister and everyone else, picking up your cross and walking oh, yeah. after me. Yeah. Following him. Just like yeah. at the, with the fishermen at the boat. Right. Follow me. That's what he said. Come and follow me. And it isn't this act that's an act of obedience. It's act of faith because we are called to live lives of active faith, not just in word, but like even it talks later about how you're supposed to put it on your forehead and on your arm as well. And that is that what you do, your life is a witness of that. You're set apart and you're living and walking in holiness, walking as Yeshua walked. In Exodus 12, verse 10, we read, And do not leave of it until morning, and what remains of it until morning you are to burn with fire. And so it's interesting that we're instructed to eat the Passover in haste with our sandals on our feet and, and, and eat it quickly. And we're not allowed to leave any of it, that, that meal, until the morning. Now, it's quite of an interesting, weird instruction. But the Father, we see the same with Yeshua when He was on the cross. We have the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread that came up. And we know that the first and the seventh day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a high Sabbath. Mm-hmm. That's why we read in the New Testament when Yeshua was on the cross, they said, we need to get Him down. We need to take Him off the cross because the high Sabbath is approaching. Mm-hmm. And so... In the same way Yeshua was taken off the cross and put in the grave in haste, he, and in the same way we consume, we eat of this Passover mm-hmm. lamb in haste. And it talks about a little bit about we don't leave him on the cross. We don't leave him there and, and keep putting our sins on him there. It's kind of this thing where we repent and we have continuous repentance in our lives, but we repent and we eat all of him and we consume mm-hmm. all of him. And it's the same way we you can't we can't afford to you know do this thing halfway. We can't afford to halfway follow him. It is an all or nothing call of leaving everyone and everything, this world behind, this culture behind, everything behind, and saying, Lord, we want to follow you no matter the cost and no matter what it means.
So we see what Passover is really all about. It's removing the leaven, which is also removing the sin from our homes and from our lives. But it's not just removing. It's also what we're doing in our lives actively, what we're proactively doing, like Israel did. They set themselves apart and said, we're going to obey the Lord. So it's not just we're not going to sin, but we're going to obey the Father right. and listen to his word, which he says in Deuteronomy 30, choose life. Don't choose death. So walk according to my word. Be obedient to me and you will walk in life and blessings and I will bring you into the promised land. Right. Exodus 12 verse 12. And, and I shall pass through the land of Egypt on that night and shall strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the mighty ones of Egypt, I shall execute judgment. I am Yahweh. And the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I shall pass over you and let the plague come on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now it's interesting because he says that this blood on the doorpost is not just a sign for this death angel or whatever, the destroyer. It's not just a sign for him, but it's a sign for you. It's a sign for us and others, a reminder. A, and it's really it's how we, when we um, accept Yeshua, it's not just a thing of an, an speech, but it's also an act where we, we write the law on our heart. We have the blood on our doorposts. And, you know, if we think about ourselves as doorposts, we have the blood that it would be here and would probably be here across our forehead. Just exactly where Father says that the mark of God is, where we, He will write the law here on our, on our hands on our, and, and it represents what we do as well as on our foreheads, what we, what we think. And in contrast to that, we have the mark of the beast read about in Revelation, where the mark of the beast will be on the forehead or on, on the hand. It's an interesting concept where the father had, there is, there is this mark of the beast concept even in the Israelite story of the Exodus, mm -hmm. where if they did not put the, the mark of God, which is the blood on the doorpost, on them, then the, it, it would be as they would be taking the mark of the beast, where they would inherit death. They would, the, death and the, the destroyer would come mm -hmm. and destroy them. And so the Father calls us to ha walk into this place where we are so sold out for Him that, that when even the world, the Egyptians, the, those who hate Him as, and those who love Him, when they walk and they see our temples, they see our homes, and they see us, they, would, they need to see the blood on our homes. It needs to be, we need to be a walking sign to this world where everything that we, need, what we do undertake has to be a sign to the world. And this sign is then is what is a witness that, that brings the gospel to others. So it's not just a thing of I'm going to come up and tell you. It's going to be a thing of you're going to see the blood on my doorpost. You're going to see it on me. And it has to be so evident. And that's why Yeshua says that if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father. If you deny me by not putting my blood on your doorpost, on, on you, as a witness to the world, I will one day deny you before the Father. And that is exactly what happened to everyone in the Exodus story who did not put the blood on their doorposts. Alright guys, cool. I hope this blessed and encouraged you. Just just, just short nugget around Passover. So let us strive to walk as He walked in everything. And not just focus on, oh, you know, which is so important, you know, getting the sin out. But also focusing on, okay, how do we become a witness? How do we actually embody Messiah to walk life out before the world? 
May God bless you and keep you, and I will see you guys in the next video. Blessings and shalom.